What up, world? It is your man, KB, one half of the KB and M's podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. It's M's, the other half of the KB and M's pod. This is episode 12. Let's go. Let's go. No cap. New Year edition, man. New Year edition. Let's sip this wine. She let me and leave me. I gave her a reason. She don't want a reason. She don't want to see me. She don't want to believe me. I tell her it's cold. I'm already freezing. My heart ain't even beating. Just talk to the repeat. Put me on speaker. He told me to keep you. I know I ain't perfect. I shouldn't need to work on a nigga been working. I know you uncertain. You ride for me and I drive you crazy. And I know I've been swerving. I know you've been nervous. I know I've been reckless. And now you all heartless. And I was all wordless. I don't deserve you. You don't deserve this. I turned a blessing into a burden. I'm really sorry. I know it don't fix it. A nigga been wishing it. I can reverse it. I know it don't help it. I know I look selfish and looks at deceiving. But you looking further and you looking past me. I'm just a husband. How did this happen? What is occurring? What's your endurance? You acting like you never been in love. Like you just a tourist. It was the purest till you got curious. You know that love don't come with assurance. I- Yo, that Wayne is like, even introspective, sad, I miss you, Wayne, is hard. Yeah, it's 2021 and Wayne's still out here. Yeah, man, that's <laughs> off the funeral album, so yeah, that's like new, that's, current Wayne. Yeah, that's current. Going hard. <laughs> For all y'all people hating on Twitter. Yeah. No more little Wayne slander in 2021. That's my resolution, nah, bro. Give him, give him his flowers. He's dope, man. I just, when it comes to Wayne, it's... He his projects he just oversaturates them and it makes me overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Like there's there's gems on track eighteen and nineteen that I probably don't ever <laughs> get to, to. You know what I mean? But I mean, I've taught myself to be patient. Like yeah. with, uh, when Views came out, I was oh, one of the first yep. people that was like, "How am I going to get through all that music?" But like you don't treat it like you typically sit down and go through and go one through a whole 12. album. I think that's my issue. Is yeah. that's like how that's how I do it. And you're right. Some albums aren't. To be digested that way. In one sitting, yeah. yeah. For sure. I was on a road trip, and I had Scorpion on. Yeah. And it got me from, like... That was to the city. It got me through, like, seven songs. Uh-huh. Oh, no, like, recently. Oh, okay. And it, it got me through seven songs, and I was like, damn, that's not even half the project. No, not even. Yeah, that, that's a dope project. People don't talk about Scorpion enough. Yeah, no, nah, we could definitely speak on it a little bit more. How you been, though, man? 2021, new year. Knew you. Came to fuck it up. Um, <laughs> crazy. We haven't recorded in almost three weeks. Uh, I feel like it's been like a year. Like, I've been really wanting to get some shit off my chest, and I'm just like, I'll wait for the pod. Let it all out, man. Pod. Right here. <laughs> right now. Uh, but Use nah. names and places and times. <laughs> all that. Start calling people out. But, uh, nah, I came uh, I came across uh, Russ dropping a gem over uh, IG. He's always a big about like manifestation and just uh, his journey real quick. I like Russ. I, I like Russ. He, he's hella blunt. Um, an Italian dude. Very loud. Outspoken dude. Yeah, you got a hit. You probably still ain't reimbursable. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's always, he's very, uh, I don't know the word. He has great perspective on things. And uh, he was doing an interview with B-Dot. I actually haven't even watched it yet. Shout out B-Dot, Elliot yeah. Wilson. Rap uh, radar. And uh, a gem I grabbed. And you know, it's... I don't know why I posted this gem on, on Facebook and no other social media outlet. It's just me fucking up. But uh, the gem that he said is, is uh, just don't let your ambition rob you of your present blessings. And I sat there and then I ran the, the clip back and then the clip back and the clip back. And I'm like, fuck. He is like, he's speaking to me because in 2020, that's kind of, I just had this like tunnel vision on where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do and. I want my Instagram be, to yeah. be this popping for my business and da 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 da. And then I almost forget about the part that I love the most, which is the process of like getting there. Like all that little shit means way more than what the end goal is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it takes so, you out of the day to day work, also. Yeah, bro. And like that, you day, get to a point where you feel like you should be somewhere. Right. You're not putting in the work to get there. Yeah. And um, just not being in the present. I mean, not. I'm not going to say I haven't been in the present, but just not appreciating all the present. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so that was. I thought that was a dope clip that Russ is talking about because it was. It definitely hit uh, hit something for me anyways. Is me always looking at that end goal and not going through uh, the proper. Not, not that I'm not going through the proper things, but just appreciating uh, the process, you could say. Yeah, patience is hard to come by for me. Super hard, Especially yeah. when it comes to things that I want or things that I'm passionate about. So this yeah, definitely, 
It's a good daily reminder. Mm-hmm, Don't let sure. your ambition rob you of your present blessings. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I didn't mean to kill that quote. But speaking of the new year, do you have any legitimate resolutions? Things you're trying to new year, new Sean type shit? New year, shit? new Sean. Um, I'm not the type to really have a list of resolutions, but as the days go on and weeks go on, I, I kind of have these like little like internal meetings with myself mm-hmm. and like what I want to work towards and whatnot. And uh, there's definitely a few things at the top of the list that I'm, uh, I'm going to work on. I mean, I'm about to be a father, so uh, I'm just trying to be the best husband slash father I can be. Papa Sean. Shout Papa out Sean. Papa Sean. Yeah. And I'm just trying to get my bag up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm trying Fair. to, I'm trying to run the bag right now. I'm Fair. just like, so money. Like, I don't mean to be like money's not every, no, I'm trying to get my bread. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm about to have a kid and I know I'm dope at what I do. So I'm just going to chase the bread. Um, but also not, looking at so that's another thing that kind of went back to our last slide is me um, back in 2020 I started to look at the bread in the bank account before my work was even done and then like it was like my motivation wasn't I was all off like my balance like my chi you can say like I just was like on balance so I think right now um, I'm just at the right headspace loving the process also getting after the bag and uh, I think just having fun like, yeah. I, like, I can't be, too, like, I'm too hard on myself. Oh, for sure. You know I, mean, I mean, but that's, you know, that's you being the perfectionist. Yeah. But I think that's a good point. Yeah. You gotta, I don't know how to describe it. You almost have to, like, keep your head down and just focus on the day-to-day. Yeah. And like, don't, that doesn't mean, like, ignore, keep your head down and don't look up. And don't and look, like, yeah, and don't. Don't plan for the future mm-hmm. or don't have ambitions or goals, but understand that there's work to get there i feel like patience is so hard to come by now yeah we say it we say it uh all the time but it it sounds a lot easier than what it is i mean uh especially in this social media age and you see uh your peers maybe maybe they're doing better than you in this area or that area because everyone likes to flaunt and floss and so you just got to be cool with yourself and like internally uh just know like you're straight and your vision is straight you know what i mean just sure. gotta keep it pushing. But what about you, KB? I don't, don't want to just chat your head off about me. What I'm about gonna you? interview you this episode. I just didn't <laughs> tell you. This the, is the Sean interview. The mind of M's. No, um, this year, so like I do, kind of like you said, your mini meetings. I do like little. Mm. I self evaluate anytime I feel like something's happened. Yeah, like something positive, something negative. I'll go back and almost kind of like how you would look at game film. Like, what did you do wrong? What could you have done better? What should you have done? Yeah. But then you also like, you have to be fair to yourself in that process because hindsight is always 2020. Yes. So you don't want to, you don't want to beat yourself up on some, over something that you couldn't have foreseen. Right. Just because you can see it in the, Mm -hmm. you know, after the fact. And that's an issue I, I have quite yeah. often. Yeah, because everything's clear to you <laughs> after you've gone right, through it, right. obviously. Oh, I should have done this. Yeah, yeah, but that's not something like that kind of energy can you doubting yourself or bringing yourself down or thinking lesser of yourself because you didn't foresee something. Yeah. Yeah, don't kill yourself. So, but for me, I think it's just just stay, make the day-to-day actionable. Yes. And then as long as it's actionable... You know, I can take advantage of it and mm-hmm. make an opportunity out of it. Yeah. Those day-to-days, they all add up. I mean, you have a productive seven days. I mean, that's like I was telling my buddy, uh, shout out Hartman. I was telling him, you sometimes you have one productive day. That's sometimes that productivity is more than someone's week. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and that's not just like you working hard all day, every day. No fun. I mean, I'm talking about read a little bit. Uh, like you say, KB, I still haven't even tried it yet, but meditate a little bit. Just mm-hmm. treat your treat your mind just as uh your mind just as important as your body. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely is more yeah. important. Yeah, for sure. But uh I love this question you asked me as well is does twenty twenty make you v- view the new year differently? This is a great question. I hate the narrative of twenty twenty was hard. We're leaving all the trouble and the problems behind. Oh yeah. Just because the year's changing. Right. There's no reset button. That's not how this shit works. Yeah. My like I said it on Twitter the other day, like don't assume that shit just gets better over time. Like there's always something that you could do to improve a situation or to change a situation. Yeah. 
most things don't just change on their own. No, you're not just going to sit there. So for there. the people that go, man, it's 2021. It's about to be better. Well, how is it going to be better? Like, right. What are you, you, you going to do to try to make shit better? People are still, like, newsflash, people are still going to die in 2021. Yeah. And, like, not even COVID-related. Like, you're going to lose people to accidents. You're going to lose people to age. You're going to lose people to sickness and disease. So it's like, we can't just blame death on the current year. No. So what about the year? Are you changing or are you going to do differently? Like, for me, it's literally just taking the things that I say I want to do and making it so that I can do them <clears throat> and not not turning a molehill into a mountain Yeah. type thought process. Yeah, I, I like that a lot, for sure. And I, I tend to do that as well, turn a molehill into a mountain. Uh, but uh, yeah, 2020. I feel like it was a it was a big year when it came to people really being able to figure out their mental with being quarantined and I'm not gonna say locked up because you weren't locked up, but you kind of were. Um, just really figuring out yourself, and you got to learn to adapt. Right now, bread's still getting made, bread bread's still passing hands, but it might be a little different than how it was before. It's funny that you say that because. I look at it as you lost your job, right? So yeah, the money as the money aspect is the most devastating part of it. Mm-hmm. But like, what does that do for your mental space? Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you have a job that you love, or that like, say it feeds your creative needs, or it feeds like what something that you need internally, and now that's been taken away from you because of COVID, that creates a whole other void aside from the fact that you can't pay your bills. So yeah. like. You know, what going without that, right? what did it do for you? Or, like, if you're a homie who hates your job, mm-hmm. like, you just clock in every day just to make the money, now you don't have to. I mean, you may be a little light on bread, but, like, right. you don't have to spend your whole, you don't have to spend nine hours a day at Target or whatever. So right. what are you going to do now? Like, mm-hmm. what do you want to do now that time is at your disposal? Right. So, yeah, it, it definitely, uh, I feel like the agenda kind of got flipped upside down in that aspect. A lot of businesses uh, out of workers, but you're right. What are what are those people that are necessarily laid off or um, for me? Fired? What are they working on? It was pretty obvious because I continued to make music and I continued to coach basketball. Mm-hmm. So, like for me, the important things continued to be constant. Yeah, which is so like it was really almost dope. just a reminder. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Did you learn anything about yourself? Usually in the new year, everybody's leaving traits and toxicity behind. Yeah. But like, what yeah. Did, did you learn anything that you want to take with you? Anything I want to take with me? Yeah. Um, so this isn't a spiritual, a spiritual thing, but um, during the pandemic, I, I had a little bit of stimmy money and uh, I was talking to my wife and my wife is like my biggest fan, like shout out Lauren. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told her, I was like, the stock market's beat up. Like, I think I want to get in on it. And she goes, okay, put the bread in. Like, didn't ask me how much, like nothing, right? And like, mind you, like, I hardly had any type of experience in the market. Um, So anyways, during quarantine, I got busy and I kind of put my, I dove in head first. Um, The first day I, I put a chunk of money in, I was just Twitter diving. And I found a, a dude on Twitter and followed one of his calls and it went up 300% in a day. So mm. literally like the day after I put bread in, it, it multiplied times three. So I was on like a crazy high. I'm like every, like, I'm like, all of a sudden I start buying everything. This dude's saying I'm going up, I'm going down. It was a mountain. <laughs> um, anyways, by the, by the time, uh, August hit, I was up, uh, so I put around a G in total and then I was up three, uh, around July and I lost it. I got back to my initial investment and then her, the wifey and I were like, you know, let's just pull this out. Work's picking up and we'll just kind of pick back up once work calms down. And ever since then, I've just been studying the market and figuring out, hey, man, you can't let your emotions control you to this market. You have to have a strategy when you're trading, when you're investing. Or is this? Yeah. Is this, oh, yeah. Is you this have a, to. Yeah. Is this a stock you want to invest in and you're going to hold it for longer than six months? Or is this a stock you're just trying to flip? And uh, that was a big thing for me is I was just too emotionally invested. I, I cared too much. Once, If you care too much about the money you're losing or gaining, that's how you know you have too much bread in there. You know what I mean, like right, like too much to be comfortable. With. Yeah, like when yeah. I like when I was up to that when I was up. Yeah, I invest. I invest with like the bullshit money that I would be giving to Chick Fil A or right. like buying toys for my kids with. Like, right, 
Like what? Yeah, I, I still buy my kids toys. I'm <laughs> twisted, but like, I just don't go overboard. But like that hindsight thing we were talking about, like when I was up the two G's, I probably should have pulled it and then left five hundred. You know what I mean? Like just stuff like that. But I was no, baby, it can go higher. I can get more. You know what I mean? So now you, you uh, tried to beat the casino. Oh yeah, no doubt. So I mean, going into that now, um, financial literacy, I hammered on that when I was out of the, out of the stock market. I'm gonna eventually get back in. Um, I just opened up a Roth IRA. Do you know what that is? No, explain. All right, so a Roth IRA, it's a trading account, but the thing is, is um, anything you invest, you can pull it out, but anything that you gain off those investments, you have to keep. Yep, it. you have to keep it in there for at least five years, or uh, I think I believe it until you're fifty nine and a half. So really, that kind of covers the aspect of I want to invest, but I also I can like flip and trade when I want to a little bit in there. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's an account more or less built for I'm trying to build a dividend empire. I want money to kind of work for me. When I was 25, I switched all my money out of a 401k into uh-huh. a Roth IRA. Oh, did you really? That's yeah. yeah, that's the move because a Roth IRA is post-taxed as well. So um, if anyone has a 401k or a 401b, your money is taken out of your paycheck and it's taken pre-tax. So when it does that, when you eventually do have to pull from your you 401k. You have to pay taxes on it. Yeah, you pay taxes on it. Um, when you're 60, I mean, who knows what the tax rate's going to be then. So uh, a Roth IRA is your post-tax money. So it's after you get a paycheck. So that's the move for me. Uh, I haven't in, I haven't made any investments yet, but uh, the Roth IRA, that's what I'm going to be building, man. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm going to be working on, man. I'm literally, I like hustling stocks. Yo, bro, it's like, a it's a. am going to buy it, yes, but I got to get this off so that I can make my money. I don't want to get stuck with it. It's type so shit. much fun. But it's fun, <laughs> like, because I'll, <clears throat> you learn about things, too. Oh, yeah. Like, you learn a lot of, about different sectors and yes. kinds of businesses that yep. you didn't know, or, mm-hmm. like, businesses that you didn't know had to do with <clears throat> one another. Mm-hmm. So it's dope. Yeah, certain businesses bounce back off others. Uh, and that's that's funny. That's a nice transition into what I'm about to talk about. Um, so, yeah, going into 2021, uh, a big thing with me, everyone in my circle, um, say you're not ready to uh, invest. I want you to still keep working towards uh, working towards getting a crib or, you know what I mean, bettering yourself. And uh, I came across uh, this individual on Twitter. He's actually a dude I've, I've been following for a while, uh, Chris Johnson. And he just said... Uh, Here's a quick, easy tool to use your 2021 and fill it with money. So uh, print out your last three months of your bank statements. Highlight everything you bought that's a want, including Duncan. That's my issue right now. Buy too much Duncan. Calculate the total. Uh, now he's saying now invest half that total every single month into something that produces income. So say you buy one share at and for 30 bucks and it gives you a dividend of $1.50. You do that every single month. You're building yourself a little empire. You know what I mean? It, it's nothing crazy, but it's a start. I mean, that's my big thing with this whole investing deal is you have to start. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're. it's not going to be sexy in the beginning. You're not going to be making boatloads of cash, but just being consistent with it and starting from somewhere. Yeah, it's not always about having the turnaround happen quickly. Yeah. It's just planting yeah. the seeds so that a turnaround can happen. Yeah. So another. So put me on. You were trying to put yeah. me on the acorns the other yeah, day. Yeah, acorns is a vibe. So um, if you're not really too in tune with like wanting to buy individual stocks, it's just like a little too overwhelming. There's acorns, and uh, you had told me your bank account does this as well. But uh, acorns is a little different. So what it does is its main thing is to take your roundups from your purchases. So say you buy something for five dollars and sixty cents, it's going to take the extra forty cents and round your purchase up to sixty. And it puts it into a little account. And then once it equals at least $5, it goes into your Acorns account. Um, so once it goes into your Acorns account, it disperses all along a, a bunch of different mutual funds. So VOO is one of, is a really popular one. It basically bounces off how the market reacts. Uh, and then there's just like some bonds and other stuff it bounces into. But um, I've, I've pulled out of my Acorns two different times already. Uh, when I needed to, like over a thousand bucks uh, each time, I invest around thirty-five bucks a week, and then the roundups. And honestly, it's like money you don't even really pay attention to. Like it's kind of crazy. You check your acorns out, and you're like, oh shit. Um. So yeah. So acorns, I think that's just a super dope wave. If you want to really start investing, but you're not really sure how it all kind of works, 
um, it builds for you. Like I think in a six month span, uh, I went up 6% on it and made like a hundred bucks. And literally it's just me donating a little bit of money every week and just letting it build. Sean's out here getting bread, bro. I'm, I'm not even trying to say I'm trying, like I'm, you are, I am. Yeah. I'm trying to get the bag and all the ways that my family really never knew about, (laughs) you know what I mean? My family, I had that conversation with my sister a lot. My family didn't know how to spend money, like massive amounts of debt, foreclosures, like credit, credit history and the fucking dumps. So like, I'm just trying to, trying to flip shit up. You know what I mean? It's funny because my mother was like the stereotypical, like I'm going to, if I make $10, I'm Mm going to put $7 away and play with three. Yep. My mother would put $9 away and play with one. And uh-huh. like she's just always been about saving your money and being smart with the things that you buy. That's dope. Like when I was younger, I wasn't trying to hear that shit. Oh, no, like not at all. I now, want these like Jordans. As, as an adult, 100%. As an adult, <laughs> like, I'm able to, like, I'm able to budget, fuck up my budget, mm-hmm. put it back. And yep. like, I don't know. It's just like being saving money enables you to do things with money yes. that you couldn't do before. That's, that's a huge thing, yeah. And it's like you say, like, like uh, Chris Johnson was saying, stop, like don't go to Dunkin' Donuts for a month. Yeah. Or maybe go one time a month instead of four or, four or yeah. five. You know you what can, I mean? Yeah, like now yeah. spend $70 on a new fit or whatever. But yeah. it's like... Make some eggs at your crib and brew a pot of coffee. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's... For real. Yeah. Well, that's just my, my little tidbit financial advice. I haven't gone off since episode one about it. <laughs> so that, that shit's been pent up for a little bit. He didn't give a shit about your finances until now, but now he's at your head top. With <laughs> nah, man, it's, it's important. Financial literacy is like in America, we treat it like little kids treat vegetables. Yeah, literally. But money literally runs the world. So you might as well figure out how it works, how to make it, how to multiply it. Yeah. Flip it, spend it, all that fun shit. Mm-hmm. For those of us who are less responsible with our money, <laughs> shout out to y'all, gang, gang. Those $550 AirPods that Apple gave y'all. Oh, the over-the-ear joints, right? The AirPods Max mm. is what they're called. People are having trouble with condensation on them. So they're made out of um, aluminum. Mm-hmm. Apple loves to put aluminum on fucking everything. On random shit. <clears throat> but the problem with aluminum is it doesn't insulate well. Mm-hmm. And now people who are wearing them for... I guess it's extended periods of time. It's letting heat trap inside the aluminum. And then uh, the moisture is evaporated from that heat or it's condensed from that heat. So now it's wet inside your headphones. That's gross. And it's a result of the aluminum. So it's not even something that like people can take and get prevent or. Right. Yeah. Oh, you try to take it to get it fixed, and they're going to hit you up for Apple Care Plus. So we're looking at a picture of it. So this is what the headphones look like when you take the ear cup off. That's crazy. Yeah. For 500 like, I have a pair of, I have a pair of uh, noise-canceling JBLs that were about a buck seventy. And I bet you they're made out of plastic. Oh, yeah, they There's are. There's no fucking aluminum Yeah, no aluminum in it. That's why. That's, so five for, to spend five fifty and then they have something like that happen, like, that's just. And it's like, bro, you guys have been making Beats headphones for years yeah, now. Yeah, they took over for Monster a while ago. So what makes, like, why are you, why? Yeah, what's the disconnect here? Somebody know. fucked up. Clearly, <laughs> that's crazy though. Yeah, and if you hit up Apple Care about it, they're gonna charge you. So if you buy these, either buy Apple Care Plus for them or wait till the second generation comes out because this is no bueno. Apple does not respect liquid damage, like, they don't care where it came from. Mm-hmm. If it's there, you're paying for it or wear them for 30 minutes at a time, I guess. That's <laughs> a dub. I wish somebody would tell me take my headphones off after 30 minutes. <laughs> Damn, that sucks, man. Yeah. I didn't buy a pair. They're not for me. I still like the original AirPods. Like, yeah, I didn't those even... are, they're so tough. I, I want a pair, and my wife picks on me every time because whenever I see them, she's like, I know you want them, but you're going to lose them. The dog's going to chew them, and she's right. You know what I mean? I don't want to admit it to her, but I lose everything. Buy them. She's wrong. I need them shits, bro. <laughs> no, for me, every time I take them out, I put them in my charger. It, yeah, that's that's what I told her. But I the do. trouble is, if you don't, you're done yeah. for because you're going to lose them. Yep, for sure. Guaranteed. But, yeah, no, I wouldn't buy these. At no. 550 that price point is too high. Like, yeah. Bose... Like Bose is selling you headphones for 354 Yeah. So why would I spend 550 Right. 
No, man, like, people just love... If you're a hype I beast. love Apple, but I'm not... Fuck out of here. Yeah, so I found this uh, when we were going to record last week, and then uh, a wrench got thrown in some things. I thought this was crazy. Elon Musk, uh, he tweeted out saying Apple refused a meeting. Uh, hey, I don't Tesla. respect any of you so-called business people Name tweeting dr- out your fucking failures. Name or your, drop it. Your alleged <laughs> meetings or your supposed meetings. The, the whole Kobe thing really got me tight. I know that got you tight. So, yo, I caught you at a really, like, you were like, all right. So, long story short. So, Sean shared, we have, we're in a group text, group chat. Shout out 404. Sean shared the guy who came out and said Kobe Bryant was going to leave Nike and he was going to start Mamba. And this is the shoe we made for him. And if he didn't pass, like... You're getting a little ahead of yourself. He got super ahead of himself. And to, to drop documents and photos of something, of someone who passed away and it being that big of a figure, like he definitely, I could totally see why you were tight because that's intellectual property. Like that's maybe his fam is still if planning on that. If only someone could carry on his wishes. Fam, if you don't get the fuck out of right. here and go I do know. it the traditional way. Like professional athletes make a lot of money. Newsflash. So what happens is all these people with startups, you hit up whatever athletes you think you have access to. Mm-hmm. So if I live in New York and I know somebody who knows somebody who knows Kyrie Irving and I can get him in a room to talk to him about my product, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And because pro athletes want to multiply their money, their you know fiscal responsibility is the new thing with athletes. Diversify. Now. Yeah. They're meeting with everybody. Oh, like I'm sure. Kevin Durant with all his tech startups and mm-hmm. like... That's just the way that it goes now. So mm. you can get a meeting with anybody and you can pitch them on anything. But right. I think to go and say that Kobe Bryant was going to leave Nike and start a new company with right. me and my heavy ass metal shoes with a magnet attachment on the back. You might be a little bit ahead of yourself. Yeah, for sure. Elon Musk, I'll give a little more credence than the random fucking shit I saw on Twitter about Kobe, but. Well, yeah, so I guess uh, when the Model 3 was being created, which the Model 3s are fucking dope, um, but back in 2017, I guess Tim Cook wouldn't talk, which is understandable because before the Model 3, I mean, Tesla was fairly new. Um, they only had two other models, and it wasn't that popular at the time. But then I got to digging. Uh, I love the website Reuters, by the way. This is where I grab this stuff. Apple apparently wants to build their first car by 2024. So that makes it really interesting. Uh don't mean to get back into the stock talk, but if Apple's planning on a car, that's going to be crazy. Yeah, until... Like, are they, they're going to try to, Think like, about how hard it is to get your iPhone fixed. Bro, you're right. Now, equate that to a fucking vehicle. It's going to be, vehicle. like, Apple garages. For yeah, because you got to think, like... So, I used to work at the, <clears throat> the Genius Bar. Uh-huh. So, like, you get people coming in because they don't know how to turn their phone on. Or you get people coming in because they don't know how to take it off of vibrate. So, like, I'm just taking all those worst-case scenarios oh and broadcasting them out to a car. Out to a car. Oh, God. Because I've also sold auto parts. <laughs> so, I know how <laughs> dumb people are with their own vehicle. Like, how do I turn the car off? Why is it that the stuff that we spend the most money on, 30 racks for a car, 40 racks, 50 racks, 2000 for a cell phone, 3000 for a computer, we don't take the time to learn how they work. That's a crazy question. And then it's instantly the manufacturer's right. fault for some shit that you technically don't understand. Right. You just assume that it's supposed to work that way. That's a great point. Apple can very well build a car. I've been in the BMWs that can drive themselves, and mm. that shit is fire. Oh, man. So I can only imagine, but, like, I don't know. I Some things I would rather keep separate. Right, I feel because my way. Apple TV still freezes sometimes. Right, and my Straight iPhone up. sometimes doesn't. Res- well, I got a 12 Pro now, so flex. But like, you know what I mean. So yeah. like, I don't want the Apple shit to happen to me. If my I'm rip. driving on 81 on cruise and 78, and that bitch is just like all and of a sudden, you just get the pinwheel. Right, <laughs> you get the pinwheel, and you just can't control it. Right. Uh, no. <laughs> a cop's trying to pull you over, and I you can't. Fucking, I can't pull over, bro. If you're black in the Apple Whip and you can't pull over, it's a dub for you. Sheesh crazy <laughs> but that would be a huge like that's an example Yo, of facts. a company going into another sector that's going to make them a boatload of money with their already built-in 
following. So that would be huge for the stock market. If they can't master over-the-ear headphones, I'm really weary about a whip. Bro, they're about to hit you with the all-aluminum whip. (laughs) With, like, three buttons. You're going to be looking like a spaceship. To put the car in reverse, you got to hit, like, a special sequence. (laughs) Tap this button four times. It's going to have an iPad like a Tesla. (laughs) No, it's going to have one button like an Atari. (laughs) Good luck. Yeah. I cried at this. I'm happy you threw this in. Bro, so Shaq, <laughs> Shaq just goes at people's necks. Yo, he really does. And he was on the All Things Covered podcast. Pretty much, Rudy Gobert signed a five-year, $205 million contract extension with the Utah Jazz. Congratulations, Rudy. It's going to change your family forever. Yeah. You could argue that Rudy Gobert is not worth all that money. No. But he's one defensive player of the year. Yeah. You know, Utah is Utah, so you can explain it. Shaq comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Any so first off, whenever somebody starts their statement off with I'm not gonna hate, they're hating. Yep. Facts. But Shaq comes out and he goes, I'm not gonna hate, but this should be an inspiration to all the little kids out there. (laughs) You average eleven points in the NBA and you can get two hundred million. If I'm Rudy Gobert, I'm going to be a little bit tight. Shaq's out here wilding, talking about my... So, Rudy Gobert, if you don't watch basketball, he's a defensive specialist. Yep. He won Defensive Player of the Year. He's, like, he helps out the fact that Donovan Mitchell can't guard anybody. So, like, he... Seven-footer. He hides a lot of their defensive weaknesses. So, Mm -hmm. he is important to their team. Like, just as... The same way you can justify Draymond's money. Yep. It's in the same vein for Rudy Gobert. Shaq goes at any big who doesn't average 25 and 15. Yeah, for sure. Um, So they had had an exchange on Twitter, and I tried finding it for us to post on here, and I think they both took it down. But uh, Gobert was going at Shaq about how he was fat, and then Shaq responded, at least I don't look like a French baguette. I was fucking crying. (laughs) Shaq is the kid at the lunch table who says the shit that makes no sense. But it sounds funny, right. so you just got killed. Yeah, so people rolled with it, for sure. He, Shaq's a troll, but um, he's the most dominant no, big like, man. The NBA money's inflated. There's oh, mad super, players who yeah. technically don't deserve all the money they're getting if you right. look at it the way that Shaq's looking at it. Right. But, you know, times change. It's a different time now. Like, y'all yeah. weren't making this kind of bread in the 90s. True, and I think he's, he's salty about that, for sure. That bread is just... But Shaq made bread, yeah. so, like, he shouldn't yeah. be one of those. Right. I don't know. I don't know. He's hilarious. You though. never know why somebody's hating. Or Shaq yeah. could just be being funny and the new that, players yeah, have could no just sense be, of humor. Could just be him being a clown, in which he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. But, I mean, on a sadder note, man, uh, one of the more, like, skilled and, like, talented rappers we've lost, uh, MF Doom passed away in 2020 before the new year broke. Yeah. It was sad news for me. Like, as somebody who values wordplay and lyricism and you know just people who use the words Mm. to make the art form you know rather than the other elements those are the people i tend to appreciate and that's who mf doom was for me yeah um i'm i'll be super transparent with you the only time i've heard of mf doom was uh on a logic album where thalia was talking and she was saying like logic has been inspired by so-and-so mf doom and so-and-so he's in all of your like if your favorite rapper raps Mm -hmm. he's probably in there somewhere so i haven't i feel embarrassed almost to to be a fan of rap and to never really dig into his discography so that that was something i wanted to work on before this episode but yeah yeah no it's it's kind of like so another artist, Sean Price, passed a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Mm-hmm. And he was another one, like, if you knew who Sean Price was, like, you understood the reputation that he had. Yeah, but if you didn't, dope. it's kind of hard to just jump in. Right. Because, like, a lot of the independent, like, backpack, I don't want to say backpack because that's, like, disrespectful, but, like, right. the rappers who aren't pushing to be on the radio and on your lunchbox right. and TV screen and stuff, like, they they hold a very important part of rap music. For sure. And I think if you take away, you lose the appeal to it. But it's like trying to explain to somebody who may not be familiar. Mm -hmm. Like, you listen to rap. I could play some Doom and you would get it. Right. 
I could play some Sean Price and you would get it. But mm-hmm. there's some people who are going to see this or hear this and not understand it. Right. But, mm-hmm. like, MF Doom is a rapper's rapper and one of the best of them. And he's somebody that we're going to miss for sure. So rest in peace to MF Doom. Yeah, rest in peace. But uh, on a little bit brighter news, I'm, like, recapping the stuff that I thought was cool from 2020. But um, we were talking about diversity on TV and in film a few episodes back. And uh, there was actually a study done from um, San Diego University. They've been tracking um, the representation of women behind the camera in Hollywood. So the last couple of years, they've literally been counting all out of all the movies that came out, who were the directors and how many of them were women. Mm-hmm. Pretty much 16% of the directors on the 100 highest grossing movies of last year, Yep. 12% of those were women. That's dope. And that increased from, no, 16%. Oh, so 16%. It's a 12%. And then it was 12% was last year in Word. 2019. And then in 2018, it was 8%. So in the last two years, it's doubled. So that's cool that women are, it's so weird. Like, I feel weird announcing stuff like this because I don't view women as this, like, this group of people who just got the ability to do shit right exactly we view women as capable to me to me i mean most women are to me most women are more powerful than men in certain aspects um so for hollywood to 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 degrade women uh, all throughout time the whole harvey weinstein thing women in hollywood really weren't shit and they weren't treated like shit so for this uh for what is it, 16% of directors working on the 100 highest grossing films in 2020 to be women. Huge win for the females. Um, shout mm-hmm. out to all the females in Hollywood that have gone through being degraded and probably some of them probably just shut their mouth and kept it pushing and it's fucked up. Yeah. And uh, it's it's crazy. I was watching Mr. Deeds the other day because Adam Sandler unloaded his whole uh, all his work on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein uh, produced that. You know what I mean? You don't even notice all the films that this dude's produced, um, and he's just an awful dude. So, I mean, shout out to the women um, in Hollywood. It's got to be crazy. I mean, I can't even really relate to you, but... Shout out to the women everywhere. Like, I, every time a tech article comes out about somebody getting fired from Google or leaving Facebook because some shit wasn't right and nobody wanted to change it, Yep. I kind of pay attention to that because that stuff's the same thing to me. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it may not be as crude or as gross as what Harvey was doing or what <laughs> what some of the other people were doing. But, yeah. but uh, people from, are still being mistreated. From an ethics and moral standpoint. Yeah. Right, for sure. But no, This was just good news to me to know that yeah. like progress was shown in a year where everybody just kind of assumed everything was terrible and on the decline. Yeah, and um, right now uh, in January, I think right now is that time where HBO Max is just unloading all the the feature films that they're going to show throughout the year in theaters, I think they're all on HBO Max right now. Like Wonder Woman 1984 is on on HBO. Yeah, Yeah, I want to watch that Mortal Kombat remake. I'm a big, like, Mortal Kombat I like the original one. Yeah, I loved them. I saw them in theaters as a kid. My mom probably was like, what in the world did he just take me to? That's probably crazy. I was, like, seven years old, and just, like, Johnny Cage's, like, ribs are getting fucking taken out of his body. Like, crazy shit. Like when I wanted to see Men in Black. Like, <laughs> what do you want to go see? Right, what? Before Men in Black was cool, it was weird for you to go ask your older cousins to take you to go see Men in Black. <laughs> it's another story, though. <laughs> Speaking of uh, directorial debuts, my man Michael B. Jordan is, is making dope. his directorial debut. So I'm a huge fan of the Rocky franchise. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Minus a couple of them. But the Creed spinoff of it has been amazing to me so far blew part, my, yeah blew my expectations out of the water yeah yeah part it, one part two mm-hmm. both of them and even though the stories don't perfectly align i don't care because no, the movies are that good what michael b seeing michael b jordan take that ko like in real life like him uh he what were they had to do another take of it and he literally is in the ring like there's no stunt double like he literally is getting cold clocked 
Yeah. Um, Michael B. Jordan, great actor. I can't wait to see kind of the direction that this is going to go in um, because the directors of one and two were great. So I'm a fan of actors and actresses moving beyond the camera. Because yeah. a lot of times doing it, getting the instruction or getting the critique and then watching it and seeing how it all unfolds, like you might have a perspective that the director doesn't because some directors don't know what it's like to be in front of the camera. Yeah, that's true. So that lack of perspective is, you know, it can so shape to, Yeah, so to be in the uh, main protagonist, antagonist shoes, um, you can kind of relate a little different. He's been in Black Panther. He's mm-hmm. been in... Fruitvale Station is one of my favorite movies. I need to still watch that. You, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you put me onto it. Um, I actually... Another Black Panther. I just watched it two months ago. Uh, R.I.P. to Chadwick Boseman. That's why I watched it. Mm. Fucked up. But uh, Michael B. Oh, you had. Oh, wow. No, I hadn't. So I'm curious to know what you haven't seen. I need a lot of the Marvel shit. Is you surprised? Well, Mark. So a lot of that superhero shit that they try to make you feel like you're on the outside of because you don't like it. Yep. Don't fall for that shit. I don't. If you didn't like (laughs) Thor. No, I didn't. Like, don't. Don't fall for that shit now, because right. it's not... Them shits are two I and a half hours. Like, I liked Batman growing up, yep. and I liked Spider-Man growing up, and Fair. that's it. Same. So I've only watched some of the Batman movies, right? some of the... Spy- like, you're not going to get me but to watch... But the Avengers has this guy and this... I'm, man, I'm... Bro, I didn't give a shit I'm, about I'm, Captain I'm, I'm America. I'm good. That was the toy that I left in the toy box. <laughs> right. I feel the same exact way. Like, a little bit of X-Men, but like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't... But uh, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is Killmonger. His, he is a... Beast in that movie. Yeah, you bro. can't tell me other what like I was like I that was my in that movie like I was respecting the hell out of him. He came a long way from the wire. <laughs> the way they did him in the wire didn't bro. Were, the way they did Michael B. Jordan <laughs> in the wire is filthy. And if they, you don't know what I'm talking about, go on HBO Max and watch. The watch wire. season one. Damn. Yeah, no, Tessa Thompson. She was on. Shout out Tessa Thompson. <laughs> She's in Westworld, too. I love Westworld. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Westworld. I watched season one. I loved it. Um, season two kind of lost me. Should maybe maybe go back into it. I, I have to watch that over again because yeah. that shit was... Yeah, that um, was mind-blowing. Yeah, mind blowing I haven't sure. watched it over again because I started Game of Thrones, and that shit was... Well worth it, right? All my attention and heart and soul. But Tessa Thompson was doing an interview, and she came out and said he's directing the next Creed. But I think that's going to be dope. Yeah, that's going to be the real deal. Um, There's certain scenes from Creed 1 and Creed 2, like from a cinematography standpoint, that just like stick out to me and like get me hype. Um, Season season 1. The first Creed was when uh, Ricky Conlon came out uh, to fight uh, Adonis there. And uh, it was like slow motion and it was uh, just like, I think, fire coming up and down. It was just wild. It, it had me like my heart was thumping like I was in the ring, like waiting for my opponent to come out. They do a lot of little stuff with um, like how JJ was talking about that moment before the fight. Yeah. They do a really good job of capsulating that moment. Yes. And what it's like to prepare mm-hmm. or like what it's like to be walking down the runway as one yes. of those people. You're so right. They, That's exactly what they capture. They do a really good job of that. I got a couple of movies for you then. Yeah. What do you want? I'm, I'm looking at, I have a whole shelf of DVDs in front of us. Yeah. And like you say cinematography and I'm like, well, if he hasn't seen this, he hasn't seen that one or that one. Oh that man, one. you're going to, I'm, I'm going to be called a fraud in a minute. I'm be fucking up <laughs> nah, there was a, there's an old, old movie with Kira Knightley called Domino about an old female bounty hunter. You know what? I've seen the DVD everywhere. You've never seen it. I've never, never seen, seen it. it. Nope. But that's a lot of people haven't seen Domino, but that was one of the movies that like made me look at color and really? focus and like. People aren't doing it right. Word, I'm, I'm. Or like, there's the boring ways, and that's all that people know. Right. Nah, I've seen that DVD in a lot of people's households. Like a lot of people are respect. Put yeah. it that way. Yeah. If you've seen Domino, you know it's up. Yeah. But I got some stuff for you. Cinematography. If you know, you know. Speaking of film, Yo, I TV. Watched, I watched both these. I didn't watch the. Carrie's <laughs> 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 life. I put one of them up here because I respect the craft, but I hadn't seen it yet. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But. I watched Soul the other day because my son is seven and we have Disney Plus, so we literally watch everything. But mm-hmm. I like representation. So the fact that all the characters were 
black or people of color for the most part. I thought it was dope. So we put that on and soul has like soul is one of those movies that you're putting on for the kids. But as you watch it in your peripheral, you're like, it's made for you. Damn. That it's was made for, for me, adults. Right? Yes. You got to find your purpose. And I don't, I'm not, I don't want to give the movie away, but it's a really good film about just not just moving through life or how the idea that, Something can't progress and begin life without understanding passion first is a mind blow. Yes. Um, I thought after all, I'm not not trying to talk down about the pandemic and all that, but um, after what a lot of people went through with heartbreak and all that due to the pandemic for soul to come out, bro, I watched this and maybe it's because I'm having a boy soon. I don't know, man. At the end, like I had a little tear come out, man. Like, I don't know that the movie kind of caught me in. It's because you soft. You soft, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, just appreciating, like we were talking about earlier, just appreciating the present, um, sticking with your craft. I mean, uh, the little sidekick that he's got there with him. Yeah, the uh, little, uh, Tina Fey. Uh, twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-two. Uh, Jamie Fox is actually the main. Jamie uh, Fox voices the character. main character. Quest Love is in there. There's a lot yeah, of people in it. Great, great flick. It, it definitely. Uh, I'm a sucker for Pixar films just off the animation alone. So to have the story. Just as good as all the animation and whatnot. Um, they do a good job. Yeah, I, I think I watched it on Christmas night. It was a great flick. Yeah, watch it with the girl. I mean, yeah, I don't even have any kids yet, and I'm sitting there watching it, and it was dope. <laughs> and uh, to, to bounce off that one, this Ariana Grande uh, documentary, I peeped uh, just off of Maul from Joe Budden Podcast. He was going out on a limb saying she was uh, one of the best vocalists ever. So have you ever listened to Ariana Grande? Like yeah. Besides the random shit that so comes on the radio, I, I, I did Lauren dirty. She's like, really, Demi Lovato? That's what you're gonna say? I li-. I was like, what? You like Demi? She fucks with Ariana too, like heavy. So yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, I've listened to my fair share. No, I I, I thought it was Mariah Carey off rip when like Lauren first put me on to Ariana. Ariana Grande does hit those really random notes. Yeah. That, like you didn't realize. I don't know, but she. She's a very, very talented vocalist. Yes, super, like, super talented. Probably, she's, you could argue yeah, oh that yeah. Ariana Grande has the best voice of any of the pop artists mm-hmm. that we've heard in the last, like, two decades. Yeah, she, yeah, you could definitely argue for I that. I would argue that because Whitney Houston and, like, all the goats came out before yeah. the two, like, I, right. I would put Ariana Grande's vocal ability up there with anybody that you can mention. Yeah, Beyonce, Rihanna. Like, I would put her vocal ability up there. And uh, I know you haven't watched the doc yet. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything. It's a documentary. But um, Let me guess. She gets everything she ever wanted in the end. She gets everything she ever wanted. (laughs) Uh, 65% of the doc is concert footage. But the thing is, is like, it's like you're there. You know what I mean? Like, the audio is perfect. Like, if you have a sound bar, like, it's like you're in the concert. Um, and, uh, she ends up doing probably every song off whatever album she's touring like throughout. Like, so, so it's, it's like, a, it's like, Hey, this is my new collective work. Right. So it's like the, a song and then like, so it has to be pre COVID footage. Yeah, it is. Yep. It's a song. And then like three or four minutes of like doc footage and then another song. I, me personally, if I'm watching a doc, I want more behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, still you basically watch a whole concert and a little bit here and there of her, of her crew that she tours with and, uh. She seems like a really cool girl, honestly. Um, super. I she's mean, a Nickelodeon child, so yeah. she's got bread out yeah. of it. You know what? Her and her friends clowning around throughout the whole thing. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised, but I strictly just watched it off a mall, and then Lauren being like, "Oh, you want to watch it?" Yeah, babe, sure. <laughs> Points. No, I yeah. think I think she's definitely talented. Yeah. Um, I'm not into the whole like. To me, she looks like a little girl. So, like, uh-huh. the, the sexual appeal isn't anything for me, but I genuinely right. appreciate the work, her artistry. Like, she's a yep. good singer. I don't know if she writes her own shit, but even if she doesn't, she's got a she's got some bops, and she's not yeah. afraid to explore with production. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, I guess, she put out like a more of like a jazzy type of last album. Uh, a lot of people didn't really fuck with, but hey, I mean, play with your sounds. You know what I mean? You yeah. Don't stay in your Rest lane. in peace to Mac Miller, but I guarantee you he had a lot to do with Yeah, that. I bet you you're right. Like, I want to go back and look at some of her album credits and see if I find Larry Fisherman anywhere. Yeah, for sure. But nah, man, Ariana Grande's up there. She's dope. Don't Speaking speak. of music, man, 
What are you listening to? What am I listening to? Um, so we hadn't pod, we haven't potted in a little bit. Eminem dropped that B side album. Didn't listen to it. Um, Eminem. So for me, yeah. I don't know how I feel about current Eminem. So what's kind of dope is it's him on like not like this generation's like beats, and he kind of is just like showing like, hey, I can rap how you got like how the sound is now type shit and so he's got um a song with dre on it that i fuck with he's got a song with dj premiere uh a song with ty dollar sign and uh i played the shit out of it for like um probably like and this is what's crazy about music nowadays it's so like accessible you can like burn yourself out of it mm-hmm. but uh, i gave it a good listen for about a week and uh there's a couple joints on there that like i would throw on a playlist and like want you to at least give it a rip you know what i mean like yeah and I feel like that that has more joints on it than his A side, which might be crazy because I'm not really the biggest M guy. Like I'm not the guy that's like gonna like research M and be like, oh, well, did you see that line where he actually like meant like this, this, and that when really, really? he said that? You know, because I mean? that's one of the things that he fucking yeah, like that's like his thing. So uh, yeah, but I like older Eminem where it wasn't like it wasn't so hard he's to trying, follow it. He's trying so hard. There's yeah. a period for those of you who are too young of Eminem music where the lyrical ability is just as good as it is now, but it wasn't so hard to follow. You got to like dig. Yeah. Like for he, a lot of shit, you got to flow and yeah. rap and just bop sometimes. And yeah. it wasn't always look at the table. I'm willing and able good in the cable. And it's like, it wasn't always like right, right, right. 30 shots at your head every second. I told Lauren, that's the Eminem that I like. It was, a, I think my favorite Lauren was into like recovery. And I was like, I can't, and this is like when it came out, recovery came out and I was like, mm-hmm. I can't. She's like, why? I was like, because I just can't have him, like, just screaming at me. And then <laughs> I listened to Recovery. It was actually fucking... Bro, you like Chance the Rapper. You have no problem with niggas screaming at you. <sighs> Chance the Rapper. Um, I did love Acid Rap, and then he kind of just fell off. It was sad. sad I respect so. it, though. Shout out all the independent artists. Yeah, he, he made his bread. But I've been listening to... I went back and got the Funeral album by Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that bop you played uh, earlier was tough. Yeah, man. And that's a deluxe, too, with, like, 80 songs on oh it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Makes me you know, nervous thinking about it. Mixtape Wheezy. But <laughs> he's one of those artists that's going to make 100 songs anyway, so you tell him that you True. can keep 90 of them, so he's high. Right. But no, it's dope. And then I've been... I got a P5, finally. Yo, I got to talk to you after this. My boy, Saya needs one. You got to put me on your plug. Shout out to Saya. Yeah, you got to put me on the plug. Um, yeah, I got you. But, uh, yeah, I got a PlayStation 5, and, um, I want to say it's in Madden or 2K. I'm forever playing Madden or 2K or something and getting a song from the soundtrack stuck in my head. No, no doubt. But, uh, Run the Jewels has this joint called Ooh La La. All right, all right, put me on, put me on. You you posted it in the chat the other day. I hadn't had the chance to listen to it. Yeah, because my boy Ben, shout out to Ben's. <laughs> he plays with me, and yeah. I'll literally just be sitting there going, ooh, ah, la, la, we, and he's like, fam, <laughs> shut the fuck Mute up. Mute your shit. <laughs> yeah, but nah, this is uh, Ooh La La by Run the Jewels featuring Greg Nice and DJ Premier. Looking for M's like I lost a friend Jump out of my bed like where the bread You go hold the egg, way to bring the check When we talk, we collision cars Keep us in your thoughts, fully dressed at the crack of dawn Weapons heading off, I can hear them from the block See them creeping through the fog Season's greetings, now feeding season can start Oh my god, look alive, looking like I live life on a crooked line Doing fine, you want maximum stupid, I am the guy First of all, fuck the fucking law We is fucking raw, stay tall Oysters on the half jail, sushi your ball Life a bitch and the pussy feet Still fuck the raw, I'm a dog, I'm a dirty dog. Ha 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 ha. Oh, dirty bastard, go in your jaw. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all. Got the 
Jimmy in the Hemi going gimme gimme y'all Pugilistic, my linguistics are J. Rude damage y'all And I rap it pornographic, be set up the camera He crushing his no discussion. I used to be musk and I wasn't supposed to be nothing. Y'all fuckers corrupted and up to something disgusting. My pockets are proper this season. I love the couple. I'm afraid of nothing but nothing. This ain't it something. One marker's a dump and a point and click at your pumpkin. You're suffering instructions, so put your kids in the oven. Fuck a king or queen and all of their lost subjects. I pull my penis out and I piss on their shoes in public. People, we the pirates, the pride of this great republic. No matter what you order, motherfucker, we what you stuck with. I used to love Bruce, but living my vida loca. Help me understand, I'm probably more of a joke. When we usher in chaos, just know that we did it smile. Cannibals on this island, inmates run the asylum. what i've been listening to. i love dj premiere bro bro the scratching at the end of that record bro yeah i'm crazy. a sucker for dj premiere crazy i've just been riding around in my volkswagen going ham <laughs> yo last, knocking like, that in the car days. that thing probably screams yeah you hear all the, all the low end that you think yeah. you hear it's those there. drums were, it's were dope as, fun, as soon too. as that shit came in no man i'm i told you those aggressive drums bro i always got a set of aggressive sucker for drums. that bro yeah, man. Ooh La La by Run the Jewels featuring Greg... Greg Nice. Nice. Right? And DJ Premier. Uh, DJ Premier, shout out. Yo, come do our intro for the pod, fam. For real. Come through. What you got, man? What are you listening Me, to? Me, uh, a little throwback. I always end up reverting back to this mixtape by Mac Miller. Uh, I don't know if it's just like... I think it's maybe it's just nostalgic. I love the way he raps on it, too. Uh, but uh, Outside by Mac. This is some, some vibes, man. Some chill Mac shit. is... Mac Miller is a vibe. Yeah. Do you mind if we smoke this blunt outside? Cause it's nice out and we could get high. Yeah, the sun's shining and I'm feeling right. We hey. outside. Hey, hey, I wake up, throw on some clothes and out the door, I won't be back My shining sun horizon setting up a lovely backdrop My life the topic of a lullaby Breath of fresh air, it's something right I don't wanna be inside today Just keep it rolling like we riding skates I got a happier haze I'm thinking we gon' get high today And let the sun shine all in my face Oh yeah, this life is good, don't let it all go to waste Walk outside the door to get your mom off your case <laughs> Yeah, free living swear I be on some hippie shit But get way fresher than the hippies is I got the, the gift of gab Something that you wish you had Don't need to get a strap Now nah, I'd rather kick a rap Enjoy the place that you live in that stay round We just some kids in this world Do is you mind playground. if you smoke this blunt outside? Cause it's nice out and we could get high Yeah, the sun shining and I'm feeling Shorty on a picnic And every day feeling like it's Christmas The kind of weather had the people living so privileged I know the Lord take today He was trying to give us Hey, 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 rich or poor A sunny day, a sunny day We start the madness as soon as we hit the month of May Rain, rain, go away 
Waiting for my homie Mr. Sun to come her way Little kids running through the streets playing Poppy on the porch, he ain't got time to waste it He just a old man in the sea Ernest Hemingway, elevate Look up in the sky, stare at heaven's face Second grade, holding down the corner, slinging lemonade Everyday hustler, you riding down Penny Lane You ain't gonna get a day like this So put the rest of your troubles with that good night kid Do mind if we smoke this blunt outside? Cause it's nice out and we could get high Yeah, the sun shining and I'm feeling right We could post outside for the night Do you mind if we smoke this blunt outside? Cause it's nice out and we could get high Oh yeah, the sun shining and I'm feeling right We outside, outside Do you mind if we smoke this blunt outside? Cause it's nice out and we could get high Yeah, the sun shining and I'm feeling right We could post outside for the night Do you mind if we smoke this blunt outside? Cause it's nice out and we could get high Oh yeah, the sun shining and I'm feeling right We outside, outside come back to this mixtape is so Mac, Mac and us were the same age so when he was like writing this stuff and putting this stuff out it was such a vibe because like we were kind of all doing the same shit you know what I mean like like sitting there he was probably 18 19 years old why can't we smoke this blunt outside cause it's nice out you know what I mean like you remember the vibes yeah. bro when you're a youngin it's a sunny ass day just go on a little cruise come on man I was a good child, and I didn't smoke. I didn't smoke weed until I was in the 11th grade. Uh-huh. I was in the 11th grade, and I played football. Mm. And there were these cheerleaders that would come to the crib after, and they would pick me up, and we would ride around, and they would smoke. And they would. And then one day it was like, here, like just smoke it, just smoke right. it. So. Right. Peer pressure, two girls. Hey, just, justified, justified. Now, I uh, I moved out from mom's crib uh, when I was 16, and I moved in with my best friend, and it was kind of like I just got treated as an adult off the rip. Mm. So it's not like my well-being wasn't, like, cared about because I always had to, like, make sure I was home, but, like, it's not like I had anyone, like, questioning, why are you doing that, why are you doing this? So, I mean, I learned a lot of shit the hard way. And, uh, yeah, me and my best friend, we got after it, man. We had fun in high school. A lot of teenagers are smart enough to keep it together. Yeah, and still oh, get yeah. Their shit off. Yeah, and I think that shit made me stronger in college because when everyone was going crazy and wild, first time being on their own, I've been doing it for fucking three years at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was just another another day to me. But, yeah, hey. shout out Mac, man. That's my guy. Like, he's, Yeah, man. He's got, like, an album. Listening to his stuff gets tougher. He's got an album for, like, every type of vibe, which is... Yeah, he was a great artist, great dude. Did you listen to Faces? Was oh, it you that I sent yeah. Faces to? You sent Faces to me, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't think I ever heard it. And then I started digging in, and I'm like, what? Wasn't it you? It had, like, a song that yeah, you Diablo, were... Yeah, Diablo, yeah. I was talking about yeah. Diablo, and you're like, is it on Faces? I'm like, nah. And then I ended up going through Faces, <laughs> and I'm like, never mind, Diablo's on there, bro. Yeah, nah, that's... That was... I don't remember what job I had, but I had a job where I was I was delivering auto parts. Yeah. <clears throat> and I could plug my phone into the delivery truck. And, bro, I had the Dat Piff app in my yeah. iPhone. And I was just listening to Mac Miller, Wiz Khalifa, J. Cole, <sighs> Big Sean. Like, everybody who was, like, heavy on mixtapes. That era was... T- that's all I listened to. That era was That Faces mixtape, bro. That shit is mean. And that's an 18, 19-track mixtape throughout the whole way. Just it's a longer project, off. for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that was the one that had twin Peugeots on it. Yeah, it did. With uh, Action Bronson. Yep. If you haven't heard it, listen to it. And if you don't, it's going to be my sleeper within the next couple of weeks. Want to do it. But um, Happy New Year, man. Yeah, Happy New Year. <laughs> happy New Year, bro. Uh, hadn't seen you in a while. Good to catch back up with you. For real, man. Making sure you ain't getting too big on me. Nah, not I see yet. see the SE's Visuals podcast I'm pulling up. <laughs> Hold on, SE Network. What is this shit? Nah, I got the SE Network. <laughs> nah, we're beefing. We're beefing. Uh, no, I couldn't do that to the, to the boy though. No, nah, I appreciate nah, you. That's my guy. No, nah, man, I'm glad we could get together. We we're gonna be 
We're talking like the podcast is coming to an end. I know. But it's really just Sean <laughs> and I, we don't see each other all the time. Right. So that one once a week to link up and talk our shit is dope, man. But I'm glad yeah. you guys are still tuning in. Shout out to everybody who was hitting me during Christmas, wondering where a podcast was. Yep. It was fucking Christmas. <laughs> That's why there wasn't a podcast. Give but. us a break. I know it was Thursday, but... But, uh, yeah, episode 11 was on New Year's Day. Yeah, Year's that was Eve. dope that, that we got that all squared away. Yeah, and then we'll be back to our weekly schedule. We'll be dropping every Friday going yep. forward instead of every Monday. We yeah. were playing around with releases and seeing what sponsors and shit liked, but fuck what they like. We're going to do what we like, yeah. what you guys like. So every Friday we'll have that up for you by, like, 6, 7 in the morning. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere we're pushing this out to. Make sure you guys have a good week, good week, good year, good month. Start this shit off right. Go out and get that bread. Get that money, everybody. Come on, man. Get that shmoney. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all next week, man. Peace. Right, peace.